This is an ABC podcast. Don't fuck someone that fucks you at the ballot box. So iconic, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> sometimes I wish, like sometimes our listeners will say lines and I'm like, fuck, I wish I thought of that. No, totally. You know what I mean? I get envy. They're so funny. Yeah. I love you. Love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so ballot boxes. We're talking about politics and dating today. Yeah. It is almost election time. Early voting's already started, I'm pretty sure. I know. I'm kind of considering doing it because I can't be bothered. But then again, democracy sausage and a little bake sale. Oh, the sausage. It goes down well. It really does. Yeah. It's a nah, whole event. I'm not going to vote early. I'm going to get in line. I'm going to do it like everyone else. <laughs> Pip, you came back from nation's capital yesterday. Yes, the big old ACT, the act. I was in Canberra. And let me tell you. It is going off down there with the politics. It's like unavoidable. It's everywhere. I could not get away from it. And I kind of knew it was going to be hectic. But then I got there and I was like, this is a lot. There are picket fences lining the roads, all these different politicians' faces. And I was just like, ugh. There's a whole thing, the billboards. I keep getting text messages from Clive Palmer. Oh, he keeps popping up on every targeted ad on every YouTube video for me. It's ridiculous. I'm like, how did you find me? Who is, who is this? Lose my number. Clive? Lose my number, Clive. How did you get my number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, what sparked this conversation in particular for this episode was a friend of mine told me about how she just found out that her new boyfriend voted for the opposite party that she votes for. And she was like, Oh, is this a red flag? Like, I don't know what to do here. And I think that, you know, we're all voting. Well, a lot of us are voting for the first time now. We're starting to have these conversations. Everyone's talking about politics. They're like, who are you voting for? You know, having these discussions, whether it's in dating or relationships. So we're finding out that maybe we're not all like aligned. And that's something that we're going to get into in this episode. You're going to find out if voting differently to your partner is a deal breaker. And if it isn't, can you stay together if your politics don't line up? Talking politics on the first date, Pip, yes or no? I don't think I would ever normally do it, but I have been in situations where I found out later about somebody's like values and that might line up with a certain party and then they start to be like, oh, yeah, that's what I've been voting for. And then I'm like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. I don't think I would necessarily go guns blazing politics on a first date, yeah. but I definitely have like questions or conversations that I like will try and bring up just to suss someone out about where they sit, just like values wise that might be some political topics, if you know what I mean. Yeah, just some like subtle booby traps. And if they walk <laughs> into it and they get slammed, it's their own damn fault. See you. Bye. Bye. But um, yeah, maybe like maybe like third date, I would maybe Oh, no, I wouldn't even. I, w I can't even imagine myself being like, so who do you vote for? Like, I nah. wouldn't do that. Well, that's what we've been hearing from a lot of listeners is like they're only finding out like years in. But some of us do get into it right away. Like Matt, for example, he said it's something that he brings up on the very first date. So in a partner, I'd like for them to have similar values to me. Not meaning that they have the exact same views or interests as me, but like base values of equality, care for the environment social justice, and I think that approaching those topics early on when you start dating is really important. So I know we're on the same page. Which is so fair enough because, you know, for some of us, how someone votes for a party 
and where they sit politically can have an effect on someone's entire life. Uh, so I do kind of get that some people would want to eliminate someone straight away out of their dating life if they feel like they don't really have your back. And that's how Connor felt. I mean, as a queer man, my entire existence is political, whether I like it or not. My partner's going to be someone I'm comfortable with and I, I, sh- I need to feel like I can be myself and unapologetically myself. Uh, the same goes for people who see themselves as apolitical. Like, why aren't you worried? You should be worried. We've been given a voice, so use it for good. It's absolutely, absolutely a deal breaker. Yeah, it's really tricky. We did a poll on our Instagram about this and honestly, Pip... Very surprised about how split down the middle this was. 57% said it was a deal breaker in that they wouldn't want to date someone who votes differently. But 43% of people said they were totally chill with it. And yeah, we got a lot of people getting in touch with us to say that it really doesn't matter to them. Super interesting stuff. Uh, Like Jess, for example, she said, we vote for different parties, but we have the same key values. So I think that's important. Ava said everyone's entitled to their own opinion and that's cool. It's all cool if we disagree. And Eddie said, my partner and I are opposite in every way, but adore, love and accept each other regardless. If political views are a deal breaker, love was never there. Politics is super integral to dating. I just couldn't imagine dating someone for a while, becoming emotionally invested in them and finding out that they didn't believe in something really integral to my life like climate change. So long as you can maturely discuss the reasonings behind why you are voting for that party and the person listening is open-minded enough to listen, it shouldn't be an issue. I think it's quite normal to have a difference of opinion when it comes to voting. As long as, you know, it's a conversation as to why it's different and it's not an argument as to how the other person is wrong. My family is a hard-working family, a farming family, and I think if I found myself with someone and discovered that they were a really serious greenie, that would probably cause a rift. I think voting differently would definitely be a deal-breaker for me because it doesn't necessarily mean that you know you're ticking a certain box it just means that there's a fundamental difference in values people who have no interest in in politics at all or who just sort of vote depending on what their parents do or they don't really care where their vote goes that's probably the biggest deal breaker for me more so than the way in which you might vote if you're informed all in all don't fuck someone that fucks you at the ballot box So after hearing all of those, I wanted to chat to someone who had dated someone who held completely different views politically to them. So I called up Alicia Aitken-Radburn. You might know her from The Bachelor, but she also used to work for Labor. She was super involved in the Labor Party at uni, and that's exactly how she met her ex, who was also really involved with the Liberal Party. I asked her about her relationship with this guy and how it all started. I think initially it was that intrigue and I think that it was actually our sort of shared interest and passion for politics, albeit on other sides of the aisle, that really made each other interested in one another. And, you know, like a lot of our early flirting was sort of about politics and having little debates and it was like all a bit spicy and then as our relationship progressed and became more serious those debates became more serious and more difficult. And like we heard from some of you before it can definitely work if you're voting completely differently to each other. A lot of you have made it work 
And Alicia reckons that's super possible too, but she said it got a bit difficult in her experience because there were some core value things that she found out in the end she just couldn't get past. And for her and her ex, it was the same-sex marriage plebiscite. One of the probably clincher moments for our relationship was it was the same-sex marriage plebiscite. And that really threw me because sometimes people can agree on the end but disagree on the means. So when we're dating of when we're dating people with different political beliefs, often we will both agree that like, you know, we need to be creating a better environment. But one person might want individuals to make changes in their lives, whereas the other partner might believe that, you know, individual action is really limited in its effectiveness. And if the government isn't, you know, mandating big polluters to change their approach, we're not going to get anywhere. So We agree on the end, but not the means. And I thought it was going to be one of those things, but it wasn't. (laughs) So obviously with Alicia, she went into that relationship with her ex full well knowing the political stance of her boyfriend. It wasn't a surprise. She kind of found it hard. So she knew what she was getting into. But if you're listening to this and you're like, shit, I've just found out that my partner votes completely different to me. You're feeling a little bit confronted, a little bit confused. What's the first thing that you should do? We spoke to Liz Neal. She's a couples therapist and a psychologist, and she reckons you just got to figure out their core values. Yeah, look, I think the first thing to find out is why. Why it's so important for each person to stand behind a particular party. What is it that the party represents that's so meaning to them in their own lives? Because usually we're identifying with a party that is in line with our own ideology. And therefore, if this party is going to represent our own wants and needs and position in society, then we're going to be standing behind that. And so what is the reason why someone holds their position? And when we can understand that, then often we do get down to that values level. And so having a good conversation about that's really important. Yeah, it's tricky because they might have inherited that way of voting for a certain party just from their family and friends. Yeah, it's a bit... That is so rude. (laughs) Mike, not on. Babe, you were breathing loud. That that is so You were breathing. Was I breathing loud? No, you were just breathing when I was talking, so I was like... (laughs) I'm turning you off. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anyway, so as we were saying, yeah, like we had heaps of people get in touch with us on our Instagram talking about how they had met somebody and their parents voted a certain way, therefore they did, and they didn't question it. Yeah, there's so many different reasons why someone might vote a different way. You know, it might have been through their school or someone at uni got them involved and started influencing maybe without them doing the research themselves about whether or not that they actually like align with the values of the party that they're voting for. So it's really critical to have that conversation to try and figure out what their values at the core of things actually are, because that's what really matters. But you've obviously got to be super mindful and open-minded having these conversations to begin with, because if you're quick to shut someone down, it can really hurt. When we're rejecting ideas, it can seem as though we're rejecting the people as well in front of us who have to identify with these ideas. So being really reflective and interested and curious and open-minded and subjective is really the key to having conversations about this. Yeah, and you might get that like fight or flight response, you know what I mean, people? You know when yes. you just like hear how someone votes for and you're like ready to 
<laughs> yeah, throw a few verbal punches around. Or maybe the flight one is where you're just like, you're done. You're done. Bye. See ya. See ya. <laughs> see ya, loser. Bye. I, I feel like I see that all the time. Someone says something and then someone just like pipes up and they're ready to go. They're like, what? What do you say? Are you fight or flight in this situation? I'm a freezer. I'm neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full freezer. Straight up. Yeah, I freeze in every scenario. In my head, I was saying this conversation the other day in the office. I don't know why. But in my head, I want to fight. Mm. But in my body, I'm like, nah, freeze. Uh, yeah. It, catch me on a bad day, I will fight you. But on a oh. normal day, I hate confrontation. So I'm literally like, bye. I don't want to do this. I'm not going to talk about what we're voting about because this is stressing me out and I need to remove myself from the narrative. Interesting. You, yeah. you, you surprised by that? Yeah. I think we just learned a little bit about each other. Oh. oh anyway. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> anyway, Liz said that flight or fight response or freeze is pretty normal <laughs> because if someone disagrees with you, you feel fundamentally invalidated. If we're talking about values that are important to us and the response by the person who's listening is either invalidating or fobbing off the ideas or minimising the ideas or disregarding, then we're going to take that really personally. And, in fact, that then becomes part of the relationship dynamic itself. And so I suppose, you know, in, in some way that's evidence as to how you can predict often passionate conversations with a person might go in the future because if they're fobbing off your ideas about your political position, they may end up fobbing off ideas that are important to you in other aspects of life in the relationship. And so the best thing is to go into a conversation being really curious. And so if you're feeling as though your ideas are being invalidated, the ideas that your political preference, the party that you support because of what they're presenting is being invalidated, then I guess the kind of the coming back to the question as to, well, why do you see that as, inconsistent with your own views and therefore why do you hold your own view because if we're kind of saying I'm really interested in listening to your perspective I'm open to it even if I fundamentally disagree I'm really willing to try and understand why this is so important to you then you can have really good conversations Let's break this down for a second here too because I think we need to remember that no party will 100% represent someone's ideology there are parties that get close but there will always be limitations and nuances within the party itself we spoke to zed he's a young lib who said this as well a person's political party uh, or their preferred political party very very rarely uh, encapsulates all of their views on uh, issue by issue um, i know that uh, we have very similar values you know we we believe and want uh, the same things. And uh, for us, the difference, I guess, is uh, who we trust to, uh, I guess, approach those. Yeah, it's so easy to blanket rule parties and what they stand for. So there's most likely some wiggle room. So how do you find that? Well, Liz had a good suggestion for you if you're struggling to meet anywhere in the middle or even have a decent, productive conversation about politics with your partner. She says find that overlap where you do agree. All right, so perhaps you're voting this party for number one, but what are you voting for number two and three? And where is the overlap? Where do you find that there may be actually some consistencies? And where are you feeling as though the party is not particularly representing you well? Because that's probably where you're going to be able to have really good conversations. 
I like that. We tend to forget that preferential voting part is a thing, right? Like, it's a good idea to ask who comes next on your preference and why. And maybe you can find out that you're not too dissimilar after all. So what do you do when your partner just completely shuts down and refuses to even talk to you about it? You're like, cool, deep hip, love this. I'd love to talk politics with my partner, but they don't even want to chat about it. Yeah, it's really tricky. But we actually had an Instagram message about this exact thing. Someone messaged us saying, I'm a greenie leftist and my current boyfriend is a liberal national voter and works for them. We've started debating and fighting now that the election is on and he's scared to talk to me about his politics, thinking that he's going to upset me, which is tough. That's really tough because... If you're not having the conversation at all, how are you going to do some of the steps we've been talking about? Like find that middle ground, find out what each other's core values are and move forward. Yeah. Yeah, this is really tricky, but Liz did have some great advice for this. So the important thing is to lay the groundwork about the intention of the conversation, right? So that's the first part. And it doesn't have to be explicit. We don't need to start the conversation by saying, oh, here's what I want out of this conversation. I'm not trying to convince you out of it. But you can start off by saying something like, even though I sit on this side of politics, these are the things I have found to be really good about the guys who you vote for, what they're doing. Um, Even you can go back historically and say, I remember when this prime minister or this opposition leader during their time, I do remember thinking, even though I sit on the other side of it, I do remember thinking that these are the decisions that were made that actually were of benefit to the community. So if you start off kind of identifying with what you agree with, even if you're on the other side of it, as long as it's really clear that you're not going in directly to just challenge the ideas of your talk, of the person you're talking to, so that they just then have to feel that they've got to defend themselves. Okay, so we've gone through a lot of how to work through the tension, work through the disagreements, how to have those conversations. But when do you know that it's a deal breaker? Like when do you get to that point where you're like, oh, we're just not going anywhere. This might end the relationship. You know what I mean? Like this, I just can't take it anymore. This is over. I mean, you might be like Alicia when she just knew with her ex when it came to the same-sex marriage debate that they were just not going to be able to get past that at all. But as well, Liz reckons if you can't find shared meaning to bond over, which is really important, that might mean you might not be able to reconcile the relationship. The absence of shared meaning around these ideas is also an issue because in a relationship we've, we've got conflict, right? There's always going to be conflict and where that can be managed, good conflict management means some acceptance of different, different ideas and dialogue and understanding why we hold those positions and accept that, you know, and try not to let that get in the way of us. So that's one thing. But then there's also shared meaning. This building of the relationship and this bonding through these shared ideas is is a really important aspect of building a relationship. So when it becomes a deal breaker, I think it's probably because the negativity tends to really probably override all the interactions. And when that's going on, it may not necessarily be the subject matter. In in the case of perhaps, you know, the same-sex legislation that she was considering for her children you know that's a clear thing but then there's also just it often becomes a deal breaker when our interactions are just negative and we don't understand each other um, and it starts to get personal and then our time spent together 
isn't enjoyable and we're not building a sense of shared purpose, that also political clashes could also get in the way of spending and building that life together with a sense of purpose. If this episode is making you feel a bit hopeless, you're like, oh, far out. I'm dating someone who's voting differently to me and it's too far gone. We're too far down the road of this relationship to break it off. Don't forget, too, that things can actually change over time with someone's views. And we spoke to Tamara where this happened with her relationship. In my relationship, pretty early on, um, I worked out that my partner and I had pretty um, different voting preferences. It wasn't really an issue because we constantly had conversations about it. We were all the sa- on, always on the same page with our values um, and everything like that aligned. And so as a female, I um, was always very uh, passionate about women's rights and I've always talked to him about what's going on in my life and basically over time his views have swayed a bit and he in the last election he actually voted um, for somebody other than Liberal for the first time ever so that's basically what's happened with my relationship which is um, nice to know that you know like politics aren't linear it can go either way and it can change and Yeah, it's been really nice to know that I always have, like he always has my back and everything like that and our values just always align at the end of the day. And Liz wants you to know that there are benefits of dating someone different to you as well. When you're getting into these hectic conversations and it's taking a lot of brain work to kind of talk through it all, get intellectual with someone about different politics and values and political beliefs, well you might actually be learning a lot from the other person. When you start to form a relationship with someone and that intimacy develops and that closeness and that safety and the capacity to really talk through ideas together and share and listen and understand, you get to understand not only why this partner votes in the way they do for the people that they do, but also where they're not voting for the party that you are voting for. And so when you start to break it down, you might look at why conclusions are drawn by this person that you're dating in terms of why they've chosen not to be aligned with certain policies, where they've read between the lines with certain things that perhaps you haven't. So where you can stay really open-minded, your own ideas can be challenged, and that is an opportunity to really grow and challenge your own ideas as well. If you want to come back to the same ones you have, great. But it is an opportunity for you to kind of think more broadly, see things differently, and in fact process information in a way that perhaps you haven't actually been uh, encouraged to do before. Yeah, we had heaps of listeners come through and talk to us about how they were okay with voting differently to somebody else. Like Lockie, for example, he messaged us on Instagram and he said, I don't want to be in an echo chamber, which is totally legit and I completely understand. Some people love to be challenged like that and they work better with someone who's opposite to them. Honestly, it's been such an interesting episode to do. And just to hear from you as well listening, like all of your perspectives, we live in a bit of an echo chamber, you know what I mean? Like we each individually have our little groups and our worlds and our algorithms on our feeds. So just to get messages from you on our Instagram, just to hear your perspectives and how you're kind of dealing with this in relationships and also how you think that it just really benefits and adds to your relationship too has been so sick to hear. So 
Thank you so much for getting in touch. If there's anything that you want to chat about after this episode, it's brought up anything, hit us up on our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup. And if there is anything else that you ever want to talk about, sex, dating, relationships, topics that you want us to cover, you can also email us at thehookup at abc.net.au. Happy voting. Have fun and get a democracy sausage. Yum, yum. Get that sausage. Okay, bye.